Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame show powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean. Thank you. You guys are paying attention. Finally. Thanks for being with us. The Blackhawks beat the New York Islanders 4-3 in overtime with the OT winner. That was a fun one. Coming from Seth Jones. A fun Friday night at the United Center. Thanks for being with us, everybody. We appreciate it. Hello, Mario. Yeah. Hello, Jay. Hello, Steven. Hello, guys. We're all wearing green today. Yeah, we all got the uh, email of green top and blue jeans. Merry Christmas, you old building alone. <laughs> yes, we're all very festive today. I got this yesterday. I very much like it. Very toasty. I do like that. That yeah, looks, that looks a, warm and comfy. L.L. Bean, you know, eh, nice. there's a little snag in it, so I got 25% off. You know, Ooh, I know how to wheel and deal. There you go. I know how to wheel and deal. No, it was a fun, fun game. And look, yeah. like, the first... Ooh, 40-ish minutes were kind of a drag. 38 and change, yeah. <laughs> but then things, uh, things picked, up. picked up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, who would have thought seven goals between the Blackhawks and Islanders, two of the most offensively starved teams in the league. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we were, we were joking about it, how, uh, you know, after yesterday's game, it was like, watch this game be like seven to five. Well, they, they tried. Yep. They tried their, their darndest to make, it, uh, to make it exciting. And, yeah, I mean. And that second period dragged on. It was just not a lot going on. But the Blackhawks woke up. Uh, offensive uh, explosion with four goals uh, tonight. It, see, we just had to, you know, make a, a fancy graphic about it earlier it. today, and then boom, there, you know, flood the the floodgates open. So, uh, yeah, a, a good a good effort after the team uh, woke up and 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 got things going. Uh, Luke Richardson said before the game. As he says very often, uh, keep it simple, shoot the puck, get get to the net front for rebounds and deflections and traffic, uh, and play a straight-line game. And I think a lot of uh, the team got the message tonight. And, you, you know, you look at the guys that were the most effective tonight, guys like Colin Blackwell and Joey Anderson Ooh. and Boris Kachuk. Um, Whoa! You know, the, those, those were the guys that... Jason Dickinson, like night in and night out, they get the message, they play that style, yep. um, and it, it seemed like a lot of a, a lot of it was clicking tonight for the team, which is great to see. And on night two of a back to back that you didn't expect it to be a back to back, you thought night two was going to be right. the Buffalo game. Uh, you know, no tra late night travel out of Buffalo, which is basically looks like Hoth. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, and then, uh, you know, no morning skate, so it's a different routine. You come in, and, and you have a, a pretty good effort against a team that's, you know, fighting for something this year in the, in, in the Islanders. Yeah, it was a, kind of a must-win for the Islanders. And yeah, so it was great. It was great. Winning's, winning's awesome, uh, and it's, it's fun when you can win and not need a nine-round shootout. <laughs> yeah, well, look, there's a lot of individuals to talk about in this game, and we're going to do that. So here are... Uh, on that topic, here are the three stars of the game. Number three, Seth Jones, a goal and assist, uh, 25-53. That goal was, of course, the overtime winner. Joey Anderson, whoa, whoa, goal, assist, and your number one star, Jason Dickinson, with one goal, two assists, uh, three points. So here are your nominees for four-star. Peter Mrazek, who stopped 27 of 30 Islander shots, many of them high danger. I didn't love some of the goals he let in. But he also saves some – this kind of the yeah. – it seems like this is the Mrazek M.O. is he stops things that are impossible and sometimes the ones that get past them seem a little more 
a little less challenging. Yeah, sometimes. So he's your third star, uh, th- one of your four star nominees, uh, Colin Blackwell with an assist, plus one, five shots on goal, seven shot attempts. Every time something good was happening with the Blackhawks on the ice, it seemed like it was started by Colin Blackwell. Yeah. He is a man possessed right now. And uh, Boris Kachuk, a goal, an assist, two shots, and six shot attempts. Uh, he played really, really well. Awesome and someone game. in the chat mentioned his swag. His he swag. definitely plays with some swagger. Like, oh, yeah. When had he's... The, the breakaway chance, and then instead of getting discouraged and putting his head down, he goes and gets the puck back, takes yeah. it right up to the slot, shoots and scores. He, he's playing very, very well. And, and I heard uh, Troy and uh, Joe Brand talking about it on the intermission on the way over here. And that's a guy that does not want to go back to Rockford. He's no. like that was maybe a little bit of a wake up call for him, and since he's come back, he has been great. Yeah, he you you do not take him out of this lineup uh, when when forwards start getting healthy again. And yeah, I mean he's great at what he does. Let's I mean, he is he's he, not like he's the best in McDavid, the world, at but what he, he he's does. Do, he's doing great at what he's supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, the role he the role he's supposed to play. Um, you know when it's when it's clicking for him, he can be a very very effective player. And and yeah, I mean you you saw the you know little celebration after the uh, the shootout goal the other night, little little uh, you know little energy after uh, after the goal tonight too. So I mean when when things are clicking for him, he's a guy that you know you you see that confidence. It's yeah. it's a visible confidence to his game. And um, yeah, I've 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 liked how he's played. Since coming back from Rockford, and when and when he did go to Rockford, it kind of was like a little bit of a head scratcher. Like, really, Kachuk? Out of all these guys, you're gonna throw him yeah, down there? It didn't, and it didn't make sense in the moment. Yeah, and he, I think it was like six points in five games or five and six. I can't remember what it was, but those numbers seem like that's what it was off the top of my head. But um, he comes back and he's he's been effective. So the the more games he puts in, more efforts he puts in, like this, the. Uh, you know, the the more he's going to solidify his spot in the NHL, and yeah, I mean, if if every forward was healthy, uh, that's on IR right now. Tomorrow, I think he's he's still in Chicago. Maybe you know, in the lineup, you you, you have a discussion about that, but he's definitely not going to Rockford uh, if it were up to me. So, great game, great game for him. Um, and and again, you talk about a guy who gets the gets the message. Yeah. And understands, you know, what Luke Richardson is is asking of uh, this team. Kachuk gets it, you know. Like you said, like he could have easily, you know, ah, missed the missed the breakaway attempt. Darn it! But he kept with it, stayed with yeah. it. Follow, you know, followed his shot. Fo- you know, went and got the puck back, and went right back to the goal. He said, "All right, try, if if it didn't happen the first time, I'm gonna try it again. I'm going to, you know." Try and make something happen. Be a little. Uh, some sometimes you have to be a little selfish to make things happen. Yeah, um, you mentioned the message and the fact that the early on in the game the Hawks were just putting the puck on that. There's nothing to do. Throw it at the net. Yeah, they had an eight was nothing it? shot advantage, yeah. then a ten two shot advantage, and I believe the first period finished like twelve eight in favor of the Hawks. Yeah, they were getting that message and. I know you know the answer. I think Steven knows the answer because I talked about it out loud, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I wrote about it for Hawks Hits. Every Blackhawk had a shot attempt except one. Yep. Anyone in the chat want to guess who the one Hawk without a shot attempt was? I'll give you five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Lucas Reichel finished this game 
without a single solitary shot attempt. I, there was one more that didn't have that did not have a, a shot. shot. Yeah, is it Peter no, Morazic? Shot, yes. Shot, shot attempt, attempts. meaning Lucas Reichel didn't even try to put the puck on net. I don't think Taylor Radish had one either. Uh, check, check me on that. He had three shot attempts. He had three shot attempts. So I, ESPN is lying to me. For hockey novices, yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to teach someone at the game, someone filling in on the beat today. Shot attempts don't mean shots on goal. Shots yeah. on goal and shot attempts are different things. A shot attempt is the, is the attempt to push the puck towards the goalie. Taylor Radish did that three times. Yeah. Lucas Reichel did it zero. Okay. That's going to wrap up our conversation on Lucas Reichel right now because I don't want to do it again. I don't. It's a win. We're going to be positive. I'm so happy for Seth Jones. Very happy. And he was asked after the game about what was like the score to go, and he just goes, Jesus, or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. You know it's been eating at him, and 46 games without a – to get to his first goal. Uh, I know he didn't play all 46 games, but at this point of the season, to still be waiting for your first goal, for a guy like him who – does have that that skill and that uh, tool in his uh, at, at his disposal uh, to not have it be uh, be there for him? Uh, Got to be frustrating. And and yeah. he was and he's done he does so much for this team uh, already outside of goal production. But the goal production is something that you you want from him. You kind of need from him, especially with how the team is constructed right now with injuries. And he knows it. And I think that's a big like. Um, weight lifted off the shoulders to get that first one. So hopefully it can yeah. continue into some more. Well, I mean, I think part of it too is, and, and we've seen this with a lot of players and any sort of struggles is the longer they go on, the more they kind of pile up. And you know, mm-hmm. every time Jones rears back to shoot, he's thinking about this better be the one. Now we better can just loosen in. up and play and look like the, <laughs> the message of the game, put the puck on net from start to literal conclusion of the game. All it was is he had nothing to do. He's like, all right, F it. Yeah. I'm going to throw it through traffic and see what happens. Yeah. It wasn't a blasting. It wasn't like an L.I. Afridi 105 mile an hour <laughs> slap shot. He just took the puck, yeah. flipped it, and that was the end of it. Yeah. It, it's, you know, sometimes it's not, you know, how how dangerous the shot is, but how dangerous the, the situation is where the shot is coming from. And, you know, it, was, it, it wasn't it was a contested shot. It wasn't a... You know, tip or deflection. It was just, you know, Sorokin had a had a screen in front yep. of him by his own teammate, and Seth put it put it in a in a tight spot, and 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 it worked out. And that's got to be the message. Um, that's got to be the message uh, to these to to these guys. I mean, it it had to be, especially after yesterday's game where the three goals from Buffalo were like just you know the 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 benefit of throwing the puck at the net and seeing what happens yeah. you get it you get a deflection you get a deflection off of the opposition into your net like uh, you know you know it, it's it's we we've said it seemingly since we started this podcast yeah. but this team needs to play the simplest style of hockey and when you when the direction is if you have an opportunity shoot and and you do it often enough, eventually some of those are going to go in. And it's just gonna it's gonna build some confidence. It is it is that simple. It really is that yeah. simple. Got bodies in front, pucks on net. When there's when there's more, like, 
east-west skill in the lineup as we move down the yeah you know down the road in this in this rebuild then you can start saying all right let's let's try and set things up for you know some good opportunities but right now crash the net yeah. put the puck on net get you know get traffic get down there for rebounds and make it make it simple um make it make it hard on the other team if you're just firing pucks at net that puts the that puts the your opponent on its heel on their heels cuz then they're they're saying, all right, we got to worry about shots coming from anywhere, and it's you know to it makes the goalie have to work harder if they're seeing high high volume uh, of shots. And yeah, I mean, if you got if you're if you're pushing a team back by just saying you know fire 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 fire, um, they're gonna they're gonna have to uh, pull back and kind of like hunker down and and play a more conservative defensive style because. If you're peppering them, you know, you would think that you're not get, giving them an opportunity to go back the other way. Yeah, and it's how you sustain offensive possessions. It's how you wear out and tire out the opponent. Like, it's just instead of just rifling it and instead of driving the net, you peel away and look for a little pass behind you that ends up being nothing. That that's really your your opponent's really happy when you do that. Mm-hmm. When you bail out and you don't want to make a hard play or go to the net, they're like, "Great, makes my life a lot easier when you do that. When you play scared and when you play timid, that's very beneficial for the opponent." And yeah. this team, for the most part, in this game especially, very north and south. And you saw a bunch of we saw it in Buffalo too, a bunch of two on ones for the Hawks. They yeah. they've been getting some odd man rushes with. Again, simple, simplifying a game, get, you know, being willing to block shots, and when the opposite effective is when the other team's going north on you, and then you block a shot, they're all moving that way, and then you got two guys going the other way, and that's where those odd man rushes come from, and they've had a they've had a bit of a a, a trend of doing that lately, and I think a little bit lost in this game is over the last little bit, the Hawks have been pretty sound defensively; they're not giving up a lot. Just oh. in terms of like high quality chances and like they're not giving up forty shots anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's I think they've done a much better job. The penalty kill's been really good. Um, I just think that defensively they're kind of coming together and bearing down. And of course, there's gonna be those shifts where and the Islanders had two or three of them tonight where the Hawks were pinned deep and couldn't get the puck. Yeah. It's going to happen yeah. when you're outskilled. But uh I, I think they've done a really good job of kind of limiting how often that happens where early in the year entire games would be like that yeah now you're seeing it a couple times a game which is not ideal and not perfect of course but i just think they've sort of they've sort of tightened up a little bit defensively yeah you're not seeing as many games where it's like every scoring chance that the other team has is an odd odd man rush right um which is great like i i i that kind of that kind of hockey is is what like gives me heart problems like because it's just like every <laughs> every attempt against you is just like you clinch up because it's you know it's it's high you know high percentage scoring chances yeah. for for the other team so yeah I mean it's it's been good to see that you know it, I think it goes kind of goes into like that team team defense mentality it's not just the defensemen specifically because it's their job it's more of a team. Uh, team effort and I think you have a lot of guys in the lineup right now that uh, 
their games primarily are defensive focused. And now they're in an opportunity where they have to be more elevated in a role and be expected to put in more, uh, uh, put in more to the offensive game. Like Jason Dickinson on a fully healthy, on this fully healthy Blackhawks team would be your third line center, yeah. which is more typically a more defensive, uh, assi- a, a role with more defensive assignments than being the second line center. Same for Colin Blackwell. He'd be in your bottom six, which is more defensively minded than being in your, in your top six. So I think when you have those players that have that already, that like, that's part of their game is to be defensive. Then they're pushed up and say, Hey, also go play some offense. You get a little bit more on the offensive side, which we saw tonight, but you still have that like defensive structure from your forwards group. So, I mean, that is likely going to change when this team gets healthy again. Um, you know, if they get Beauvillier and Bedard and Felino and Athanasiou um, back, maybe, uh, it's 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 going to change a little bit. Some of those roles will change, but I think you would hope that the structure that they've been playing with defensively continues. Yeah, and on Dickinson, too, there was a shift I noticed today in the second period where he had the puck along the left-wing boards, and he was just controlling possession. He was spinning off, dishing, yeah. getting it back. Like it's like, all right, he's playing with a lot he's, of confidence. Yeah, and you got to wonder if that uh, that new paper goes a long way to solidify your confidence a little bit. Like, hey, this team believes in me. Yeah, I thought I'm pretty good. <laughs> and now, <laughs> yeah, right, and now I'm yeah. now he's tied for the team lead with 15 goals. Uh, him and Bedard each with 15. So uh, he's been good, and and obviously knows drop off since the contract's been signed. He's been such a revelation, and we were talking about this a little bit the other day, and we just sort of ran out of time, but, like, as we were getting into the flurry Matthew Nye's deal that mm, fell apart mm, that we talked mm. about the other day, um, it's hard to find about any deals that Kyle Davidson really lost. He's None that are, like, glaring, no. Yeah, he's done a good – I mean, you could, you could argue the Corey Perry thing was a disaster, but no but one really saw that no, coming. Yeah, there that was wasn't, no, like, a – See, I knew he was gonna do that. Like no one, no yeah. one knew, knew that that was. But that's, be a I mean, thing. other than that, I mean, of course, he hasn't had to. I think the one thing he still needs to prove is, can he go out and win the big free agent? He hasn't been tested there yet. We'll mm-hmm. see. All right, before we hear from Greg, who will join us shortly from the United Center, why don't we go into the Blackhawks locker room and hear from the overtime hero and number three star of the game, Seth Jones. Yeah, it's um, probably the biggest draw I've been in, I think. Uh, it's just nothing like was going in, but it's nice to um, that I remember how to score and put stuff in there and put things out. You looked almost bemused after you scored, like you weren't yeah, even celebrating. Yeah, I was in like, shock. I was like, wow, <laughs> when I actually went in, went in the back of the net. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a great feeling. The team played on that night. Um, you know, we obviously go up to two goalie in the third, but the way we stuck in there, uh, we made big saves on the stretch. Um, it's just a, a good team win for going to It was a, a, a really ugly game there for about a period and a half, really slow and plodding. What changed that it started to pick up a little bit? Um, well, we do, you know, we don't want to open it up, right? I mean, so we didn't give them a lot of man rush chances. You know, we weren't really getting a lot of man rush chances, and then late in the second, it kind of opened up a bit, and we were able to capitalize on some of our two on ones and our man rushes. And so. That's kind of the style we have to play. You know, we're not an up-and-down, running-gun team, and uh, we have to be responsible um, to the neutral zone. I thought we made it hard enough for most of the game throughout the neutral zone. 
then let Barzell and those, and those guys get a lot of speed and, and kind of slosh us up on the rush. So um, I thought that was a, a big part of the game. What, what's impressed you about that Dickinson line and, and what they've been able to do? Yeah, I mean, they've had that responsibility all year of, um, especially Dickie, um, before the line got changed and we had some injuries, just being responsible on both sides of the puck. Defensively playing with the top forwards uh, in this league, and he's done a great job of that. And then chipping out offensively, I mean, he's doing it all right now. Um, you know, he's really been the engine um, when it comes to both sides of the puck and just being responsible and not making mistakes and doing the right thing. So he's been unbelievable for sure. It seems like a, you've been making a more of a concerted effort to take shots, even the way that you're being deployed in the, on the power play looks different. You just kind of talk about that. Just trying to see one going in. I mean, um, been shooting the puck a little bit more on the half wall there. Uh, it's a new spot for me, so I'm just trying to get used to it. But trying to get pucks in that when I can. Bossy's doing a good job of, of shooting from the middle, shooting from the top. And so I'm just trying to find lanes uh, on that half wall. You think now that you've gotten one, that they'll start coming now? I hope so. It kind of feels like last year. But I had two goals, I think, after New Year's, and I think I had 10 the rest of the year. So I hope that's the same. Unfortunately. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Thanks. That is Seth Jones after his overtime winner. Good stuff from him. We're going to hear from Jason Dickinson here in a second. We're going to knock out a couple uh, super chats. Yeah. First from Ryan, $5, says the silver lining of Bedard being out is that it's forcing other players to step up and play early in the year. Guys skated around watching 98 play. There is some truth to that. That's a good point, yeah. Uh, A couple weeks ago, we mentioned how we were walking out of the United Center, Greg and I, and talking to an anonymous Hawks player. We'll tell you now, it was Nick Foligno because mm-hmm. um, he said on our show that guys were certainly kind of like, just get it to Connor and let him let, cook. Let him do his thing. And I understand the temptation to do that, but A, it puts a way too much pressure on Bedard to do everything. Yeah. And it also makes the rest of the team passengers. And it makes you easy to defend. Yes. And when Bedard comes back to the team playing as they're currently playing... They're going to look a lot better. And when Felino gets back, and Felino's supposed to practice tomorrow, yeah, which is good news. He's I know we saw he saw his doctors uh, on Wednesday to see how the bone's healing, what they can do, and he talked about wearing what he called a Ninja Turtle glove, which is yeah. like one finger and three fingers. Yeah, you're gonna ha- he's going to have his uh, fingers taped up. Yeah, like he will be back as soon as he's able to hold a stick. Trust me on that. Mm-hmm. So they're stick. getting healthier up front, and I'm 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 anxious to see how the team's going to look. With Felino and especially Bedard back. And then another $50 super chat from Kevin. Congrats on this, Kevin. Hey-o. He says, happy to say that I got to watch this game from a hospital room shortly after my wife gave birth to our first baby. All right. Even better that we got the W. Here's to many more years of watching the Hawks and CHGO post games with my little girl. Yeah. Now for some sleep. Awesome, yes. Kevin. Um, we brought in our live studio audience just for that. All okay, right. you can go home now. Thank you. Um <laughs> Awesome, man. Awesome. I, and I remember, uh, if we're going to do story time, sure. Uh, my daughter was born a few hours after Dustin Bufflin won game three in the Western Conference final against the Sharks. Nice. Um, my wife had been in labor pretty much that entire day. And Hope and I started dating, like going to Hawks games. That's how we got set up. In the early 2000s when no one was going, <laughs> my mutual our mutual friend Jill was like, you guys should go to games together. We're like, okay, cool. We're always looking at people to go to games with. Yeah. And we went to every game together. And then, so the Hawks have always been kind of part of our life together. And for my daughter to be born uh, that night, and then we watched the Hawks win uh, the Western Conference from the uh, hospital room. Uh, it was unbelievable. So 
yeah, man, it's it's funny how sports and life kind of connect. Oh yeah. Um, but congratulations, Kevin. Congrats. That's um, awesome. Yeah, man. It's uh, I know Mario's got a, a young one at home, and yep. I will tell you, as the father of a thirteen-year-old, take your time, enjoy <laughs> every second, because before you know it, that kid will be grown. And I, yeah. I already am feeling like emotions about like, boy, we only have you know four or five more years of her at home with us, and it feels like it happened so quickly. Yeah. So enjoy every second. Enjoy the frustrations. Enjoy the late nights and the tears and the teething and all the things that come with it, because <laughs> um, you're gonna miss it when it's gone. I promise you that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's first. I know few, you're there. It's the first. <laughs> it's the first few hours for Kevin. So yeah, it's uh, a little chaotic for sure. But um, yeah, my I'm, my daughter was born. Uh, if we're marking it by Blackhawks events, uh, five days before the uh, general manager change back in 2021. So, all right. Not hey, a, not a, as fun as also a momentous moment. <laughs> not, not as fun as uh, when Addie was born. But uh, yeah. She's uh she's my my daughter's now a little bit over two years old, uh and just got so many opinions on so many things and can express them very often and I love every second of it. So well, that won't change. Yeah, it's no. I'm what sure. will change is that your opinions will suddenly be stupid. Sure, and hers will be the smart one. Mine are already <laughs> stupid. That's that's no that's no problem for me. But that's tough affair. Yeah, that's awesome. So congrats, Kevin. Yeah. Blackhawks got the win for you. Well, let's celebrate and let's let your daughter hear uh, from Jason Dickinson here in the yes. hospital room. I'm sure she's chomping at the bit. You know, we bent, but we didn't break. Very cliche, but it, it was exactly how it went. What's been the difference at home? I mean, the games have been so much more competitive and so many more wins at home than on the road lately. And how do you bring that out west? Yeah, it's a, that's a great question. I wish I could uh, have an answer for you because... Uh, then we would have solved the problem on the road a long time ago. Um, I think there's a multitude of factors. There's a bunch of things that go into play. Um, it's not any one thing, um, but I think we just got to take what we did tonight and just roll it over into this road trip and keep uh, keep plugging away, and we're going to get one. Maybe one thing to clean up. Uh, it seems like uh, when you guys had a lead, like on your goal, within two or three minutes, the opponent um, answers. Like, Have you noticed that? Yeah, absolutely. Someone to address something that we got to clean up. Um, it's uh, it's a real thing. Momentum swings. Um, we got to take advantage of the ones that we create and minimize the ones that they're trying to create. So, uh, the the stronger we can come out after a goal um, for a couple minutes, the more it's going to beat the other team down. And we definitely just got to hammer that home into our heads that that's how we got to go. We can't be loose after we score a goal because. They're desperate. They want to score too, so they're going to come back hard. Um, we got to match it and and give it even ten percent more. Some nice straight line stuff off the rush today. You're giving go with Anderson, and then Anderson's called right down the slot with uh, Blackwell calling. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely something we addressed before the game. Um, we went over video this morning and talked about that because uh, we just didn't generate enough last night. Um, so it was something a point of emphasis for us to say, hey, we got to start driving nets. We got to get pucks there, and we got to be uh, hungry there. So. Um, we definitely took it to heart and, and made sure that we were doing it tonight. It's been a decent stretch with you know, the line together. How much chemistry are you guys feeling? How much do you get this familiarity with those guys now? Yeah, it's, it's been really good. We, we haven't been on the score sheet for the past few games, so it's definitely something that's been on our mind to um, get involved. Um, we can't just be strong defensively. We've got to chip in offensively. So it's nice that we were able to click for a few tonight and, and 
have an impact on that side as well. How nice is it for Joey to finally get on the board this year after yeah. Snake been for a while? <laughs> it, it's amazing. I'm, I'm glad he got it because uh, he's been playing so well and, and he deserves it. Uh, he works so hard uh, on both sides of the puck and, and it's not always rewarding. It's ugly hockey sometimes that people don't appreciate, but uh, you know it's it's little things that go a long way to uh, to our game as a line as a team that. Uh, is appreciated by myself and others um, that doesn't necessarily get talked about. How about thing, thing for Morris stuff. too? Morris is kind of like that. He, he went down on the minors. He's probably played some of the strongest hockey of the forwards with this opportunity. What have you seen on him? Yeah, he, he's playing with a little bit more um, determination, more edge to his game. He's uh, he's handling pucks really well. He's poised with it and he's, uh, he's making plays. He had a nice move on the breakaway that just rolled on him and he st sticks with it instead of um, maybe throwing the puck away, he makes a strong play up at the blue line to walk in and get him a second opportunity. So uh, a play that might turn into something uh, as a as an on play, he, he turns it into a goal. And how about with, for Seth, you know, given that drought that he had, you know, to finally mm -hmm. get that monkey off his back? Yeah, it's huge for him. Uh, floodgates are going to open for him now. Um, you know, it's, it's hard mentally to go through a stretch like that. Um, the strongest of, of guys in the league are going to get down on themselves. They're going to start beating themselves up. He expects a lot from himself. So when he's not producing, he's definitely uh, uh, he's definitely taking it to heart, and he's not uh, he's not going to sit there lightly and, and think he's doing a great job. Um, he's he's going to be hard on himself and expect the best. And, and now that he's got one off his back, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot more loose games for him, where he's going to feel comfortable with the puck. He's going to be confident. And I say loose as in. Uh, making smart plays with confidence instead of throwing pucks away and mishandling pucks. He's, he's going to have uh, more poise with it now for sure. I can see it. There he is, uh, Blackhawks' leading goal scorer, tied with Connor Bedard, Jason <laughs> Dickinson. And uh, some interesting conversation happening in the chat right now. Our buddy Lebowski5, I believe, was the one who said, is he the new Patrick Sharp? Uh, <laughs> I'm not ready to go there yet. I, I, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, hey, I mean, we, we saw, I saw that comment, and I said, what were Patrick Sharp's numbers those first few seasons he was here in Chicago before the arrival of both Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane? So he was traded to Chicago during the 05-06 season uh, after I got my license. Uh, 23 points in 50 games after arriving here in Chicago. Okay. Then 06-07. First full season here in Chicago, 20 goals, 35 points in 80 games. Uh, and then that 06 or uh, that 07 08 season, another 80 games played, 36 goals, 62 points. Uh, also, for context, this was uh, when Patrick Sharp was 24, 25, and 26 years old. Jason Dickinson, uh, if 28, I believe, is 28. He will be 29 in July. He will be 29 in July. So a little bit older, a little bit further down the road in his professional career than Patrick Sharp was. Um, but maybe I... there's a <laughs> chance. He's, he's going to be here at least two more years. So that's two more seasons with Connor Bedard. You add in the possibility of maybe Macklin Celebrini in the next two years. Maybe Frank Nazar arrives in the next two years. Maybe he is the beneficiary of this influx of young forward talent that we hope the Blackhawks uh, experience I, hey, in the next few years. If he turns into Patrick Sharp, 
I am down for that. <laughs> and I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but Patrick Sharp, who they called the sharpshooter, by the way, is a career 10.6% shooting percentage. Jason Dickinson is shooting 21% this year. That's not well, sustainable. Okay, so what does that make his career average then? That bumps it up, right? What, Dickinson? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course, but it's it's just not. Patrick Sharp's best just... shooting percentage season was 17.2. And he was a, when and he had 36 goals and he was a volume, points. He was a volume shooter. Yes, he was. All right, Greg is here. We're going to talk to him in a second, but first, uh, Mario is going to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Yeah, Game Time. They're great. They are uh, great. If you want to get tickets to anything and everything, you want to do it through Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all the sporting events, music, shows, comedy shows, and theater events nearest to you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, uh, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Now, they have those last-minute uh, ticket drops, price drops. Uh, so if you're, you know, flip-flopping about whether or not you want to go uh, to the game, you go to Game Time and you say, oh, this, these, these seats just got a little bit cheaper because puck drop is only an hour away. Uh, you can jump in on that, and you're going to get the best price possible through game time and uh if you you know peruse the ticket websites that are out there the inferior ones to game time and somehow find a ticket at a better price than what game time is offering you can bring it to them and they will match it that is how much they care about making sure you get the best price through them so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account Use the code CHGO, and you're going to get $20 off of your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, again, create an account, redeem the code CHGO, and you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And speaking of low-price guarantees, how about our friends at Empire Today? Empire. With Empire Today, you get shop-at-home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and, yes, a low price guarantee it is the best place to get new flooring absolutely they are absolutely. obsessed with finding you the best floors they can obsessed and what's what i like about them is empire today does not like overwhelm you with a thousand billion jillion different choices they find the best they present you the best and they give you uh, all the tools you need to put the best floors in your home including their virtual floor designer, which is a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. So if you're redesigning your kitchen, maybe you own a business, you want to redo your office or your dining room or whatever, you can open up that virtual floor designer and see exactly how your Empire Today floors are going to look in your space. They service their own warranties, and if an issue does arise, you just call Empire. They service all warranties themselves, so you won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number, and they pride themselves on their convenient shop at home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what the new floors will look like in their homes, lighting and decor, so they can make an informed decision. And that's the kind of decision you want to make. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO. For details, and before we have Greg Boyson join us from the United Center, the Hawks get a win, and we have under 100 likes. 
Come on now. Make it make sense. Come on I now, know we've got over 100 people watching. Yeah, click that like button. Each uh, like equals one uh, Seth Jones goal. And one second more quickly that Conor Bedard will return. Yes. So <laughs> one one extra little bit of calcium in his yes, jaw. Yes, that's scientific, scientifically proven. You smash that like button, Conor Bedard comes back faster. Here's a weird thing. Black Horse will not have practice tomorrow. Interesting. Just got the email. So what's Nick Foligno going to do? He's supposed to practice. Going to skate by himself. Yeah, him maybe. and Bedsy. Yeah, him and Bedard. They'll be out there. Just Guaranteed. They'll skate with like a peewee team or something. Yeah, just don't clinch. Foligno's going to fight know. a child just to test that finger. <laughs> <laughs> He'll throw his kids around. All right, speaking of weird, let's go out to the uh, United Center and bring in our buddy. There he is. He is centered, unlike uh, Steve Largent, go. Bernie Nichols, or Kyle <laughs> Davidson. It's Greg Boyson. What's up, Greg? <laughs> Uh, it's the first time I felt centered in a long time. So thanks for noticing. <laughs> no, that's good. That's what a Hawks win will do for you. Yeah. Sure. Well, we heard from uh, Dickie. We heard from Seth. Uh, we have not heard from uh, Luke yet, uh, but we'll probably just let you summarize that. What, what do you hear from uh, the head coach today? Yeah, the uh, the video is not pre- behaving on the interweb, so I'm, I've mm. been trying to get it to you guys. But uh, – I can summarize it for you. Um, you know, the game plan tonight was to play uh, a straight up the ice style, drive the net more, uh, simpl- simplify it. They executed it. And, uh, you know, you look at those Blackhawk goals in regulation, they were all products of driving the net. You know, Kachuk get in, gets in behind the defense, got, you know, stopped but did a great job not giving up on the play and then uses a screen how many times have the blackhawks scored a goal on a screen this year i think you could probably count them on like one hand uh so it was good to see and then of course you know the anderson and dickinson goals were uh you know both just getting to the net you know simple 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 it worked um you know credit to this team this is a team that i've called passive a lot and, and fragile and uh, they did not play a passive style of game when they had the puck for the most part. Uh, and they had many of opportunities tonight to just say, ah, screw it, here we go again, and, and, and call it a night. You know, they played so good. They had the first seven shots on goal, and then the Islanders score on their first shot of the game. That's a moment where they could have been like, well, we tried. It's not going to work. But that very next shift, they came back and were applying pressure and then you build the 3-1 lead and you give it back. They score a couple of goals quickly to tie it. Um, and, uh, you know, again, you could have, they could have folded it up. Peter Mrazek makes some big saves at the end of overtime. And, and everybody was happy for Seth Jones. Um, you know, even Seth Jones was like, he was a little bemused. Uh, because he was like, I forgot that the pucks could actually go in the back of the net, so I had to take a second to collect myself before I celebrated. I was just as surprised as everybody else was. So uh, the, the cool thing was you go in the room and we talk to Seth Jones, and he's happy for Jason Dickinson and Joey Anderson. You talk to Jason Dickinson, he's happy for Seth Jones, and, jo- and everybody's just happy for the other guys. This was a team win, and, and Luke was, was appreciative of that. And uh, – uh, and the first time they've ever won this season, the second night of back-to-back games. So maybe if that game in Buffalo happens as uh, it was supposed to, uh, maybe they don't win this game and break that streak. 
Hey, but it's two out of three. Yeah. It's about to get rough. Two two (laughs) out of three. Dare I say a galvanizing win? Ooh, perhaps. Perhaps. Well, look, I mean. There's still time to turn this season around, guys. (laughs) They just go undefeated. (laughs) Um, When uh, they tied the game, when it was 3-3. I, I, I was, I was just I, like, this game's over. There's I was no ready way for them to lose. Them. Yeah. When the, what are yeah, they I think the, the brass assholes or whatever the name of the band is that plays intermission? What is it? <laughs> brass animals. Animals. Oh, yeah, the brass animals. Jesus. <laughs> 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 Nothing against those guys. They're, they're really good. But they played Chelsea Dagger, and I'm like, man, I have not heard this song in a long effing time. <laughs> it was a long time before I'd heard Chelsea Dagger. And we got to hear it four times tonight, so it's great. Yeah. It was, yeah, a, they it went was a 90, fun night. They went 95 minutes without a goal, and then they scored two in 67 seconds. So, you know, that was fun. Um, and, and uh, you know, they, the room was happy, and, and obviously Luke was, was happy about it. And, uh, you know, it was a good team win. These guys didn't give up. They could have very easily. You know, the Islanders have struggled of late. Still got They've still got some real dudes on that team. I mean – this core is only a couple of years removed from going to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, Matt Barzell is having He's awesome. a Hart Trophy finalist-worthy season when you look at the numbers he's putting up. And Brock Nelson has 20 goals. And, you know, you got Bo Horvat is Horvat, yeah. up to 15. Like, they've, they've got a really solid team that's just can't seem well. to – Yeah, I mean, they just can't seem to – get consistent enough and they're playing in that tough eastern conference where if you go on you know a two three week span where you where you're not getting points you're you're putting yourself uh behind the eight ball but uh you know uh just you know excellent effort if they could play like this every night they may start winning a few more games especially when they get some of their uh you know talented players back yeah, and uh, speaking of Islanders, by the way, last check, I believe Noah Dobson is third in scoring among defensemen behind only Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes. Yeah. Like, he's having a great year that no one's talking about but because uh, he's an Islander and they're boring. Um, <laughs> maybe, but, yeah, maybe, Barzell, maybe. Horvat, Nelson, it's a, and Anders Lee's a good player. Hal Palmieri. Yeah, like they're that's a that's a team. This team should be better and more competitive. But f them. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Hawks. We were talking about this a little bit before you jumped on, Greg, and um, I mentioned how when that day you and I were walking out of United Center and Nick Felino sort of offered the whole thing that like when Bedard was in there, guys were sort of deferring to him too often, and now that he's not here, this team kind of has to do it themselves. I'm I'm wondering if they've kind of noticed that, and now when you know, Bedard does eventually come back. Will they revert to what they were doing when he was here? Or are they going to stick with this more simple system? Because guess what? You play this way, there's going to be a lot more space for Connor Bedard to operate. Uh, there's going to be guys crashing net. His shots are, if they don't get through, there's going to be someone there to put in a rebound. Like, they can't just defer and make 98 do everything. It just is not a recipe for success. The the tell me a team that is one with one guy. It just doesn't happen in the NHL. Uh, it, it's not only McDavid, it's it's Dreisaitl and it's Hyman and it's all those guys. It's not just Austin Matthews, it's Marner and it's Nylander. It's not just McKinnon, it's McCarr and it's Rantanen. Like it, you go team by team, and that's how it is. This team can't rely on Bedard to do everything. So I hope 
that when Connor is close to returning, that that is part of the message from the coaching staff, maybe even now, to start drilling it into their heads that nothing changes when we get healthy. When Felino's here, when Bedard's here, whatever, it can't start to look like it did before because it's, it's not going to work. Yeah, I'm sure that's the uh, the hope of Luke Richardson and the coaching staff and the veterans in the room. You know, the, uh, you would hope that it, you know, maybe it took them uh, losing Bedard to figure it out, to say, hey, you know, we've got to play four lines every night. We can't just sit here and, and wait for, for our phenom to, to do everything. Hopefully that doesn't change when he gets back in that lineup and, you know, he's – the Zamboni had to chase him off the ice this morning here at the United Center. Um, he's skating. You know he's going to try and come back as quickly as possible. Um, you know, I think he's going to be shy of that six-week mark before he's back out there, but that's just a hunch. But, yeah, that, that's, the, that's the key here is when he does come back, you have to keep playing like this, uh, like you played tonight, like you played, um, you know, in, in those games leading up to the San Jose game. Um, you know, like he played for the majority of that road trip where everybody got hurt. You know, they, 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 it seemed that like that New Jersey game when Bedard got hurt, that kind of changed, the, that flipped the switch a little bit. And outside of this, since then, outside of the San Jose and Buffalo game, they've played that way, like we saw tonight. And it needs to be the game plan. It needs to be, it's going to be the game plan for the rest of the season, it needs to be executed like that for the rest of the season, regardless who's in the lineup. Yeah, and, and playing the style that they were and and putting all the, the offensive uh, production role on Bedard, that was obviously wasn't working. So why go back to it? You, it's, it's a very clear uh, message that you can – Tell you can show this team through video. You can show it through X's and O's. You can show it through just the game results. Do keep doing what you're doing because it's working. And when Bedard and and the rest of the guys come back, don't just say, "Oh, okay, now I'm gonna you know go back into my shell." You know, Colin Blackwell is gonna go back to being a fourth line guy, just you know, kind of here and there a little bit. No, go keep being keep being yourselves. Do do what is getting you to this point now, just with other guys around you that are a little bit you know can add a little bit more to it. Yep. Uh, Greg, I'm going to ask you the trivia question about this game that I asked everybody else. Um, every Blackhawk except one had a shot attempt tonight. You want to guess who the one that didn't was? Well, uh, I would have been able to do it anyway, but you already sent me your Hawks hit blurb, so I read it, so I know the answer <laughs> to that. But had I not read that, I totally would have guessed Lucas Reichel because, uh, you know, that seems to be normal, unfortunately, at this point of the season. Win, it was not addressed. No, no, there was no uh, Lucas Reichel talk. Uh, I, and honestly, I, I don't think he deserved to be mentioned tonight. I mean, why why mention someone who uh, is invisible when you could talk about guys like Seth Jones getting their first goal and, and you know, Jason Dickinson and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it is what it is at this point. I mean, this is what I expect every game from here on out and until he gives us something. And it sucks, and it's 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 the biggest disappointment of the season. Uh, but it's not a it's not a career-ending kind of year. It's not like oh my god, he's done. But you know, 
we've seen in the past, not to spoil your uh, our Hawks hits that will come out after the show is over, but we've seen uh, Kyle Davidson not be very loyal to the young players that the previous guy drafted. So, you know, he could be playing himself right out of town. I wouldn't do that, and I don't think his – I don't – there's no trade value for Lucas Reichel right now. But, uh, you know, he could be playing himself – Right into a different situation. You know, we kind of said that about Kirby Doc, right? It's like, true. He's at his lowest trade value, which was a first round and a third round pick. Yeah, I don't know. I, can't, I, I, I don't. Just, I, he was third overall, though. I, you know what I mean? Sure, I, I but just, I mean, Reichel's, he's, Reichel's he's still a, a first round draft draft pick prospect, and still a lot of you'd imagine a lot of untapped into potential. Well, it hasn't been but, tapped, that's for sure. Yeah, so I, I really don't know what you do. When this team gets healthy, as we were talking about earlier before Greg was here, uh, about regarding Boris Kachuk and the way he's playing. When this team is healthy, Kachuk is here, I send Reichel down. Honestly, you're out of, you're who's, out of, who's getting the message and who's executing the message? You can't no, just, I, I, yeah, you can't just keep him here that. because he's Lucas Reichel. It's like, I agree with Greg, that. He doesn't deserve the attention. That... that Oh, my God. Wait. Stop. The Anaheim Ducks are not giving you Trevor Zegers for Lucas Reichel. It's happening in the chat. It's driving me crazy. Guys. No. It's twice no one hey, wants guys. your trash. He put Trevor Zegers has put up 60 points before. It's not yeah, happening. He's having a really bad season and can't stay healthy. Trevor Zegers. Like, yeah. I think they have the same amount of points. That's not. Like, yeah. That, no, no, that's not. Yeah. It's not. Happening. That's, yeah. that's not. That's not equal. Uh, equal anyway, equal sorry. Parts. This Go is ahead, this Greg. is real life. This is not NHL 24 where you could turn off the GM mode and just trade whoever you want for whoever you want. Yeah. Um, but no, I agree. I think when you get Nick Felino back um, and Connor Bedard back, Lucas Reichel probably should go to Rockford for a while. Look, it worked for Boris Kachuk. He's been fantastic since he came back. He got that demotion. He went down there. He had, I think, he had five points in six games. They bring him back. And he's playing like a guy that never wants to go to Rockford again. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he's playing desperate hockey. That's what Luke Richardson described in Matt's postgame, that he was playing desperate hockey. Uh, but, um, you know, there's really nothing else you could do at this point. I mean, you healthy scratched him for a game already. Do you healthy scratch him for three or four in a row? Or do you just send him down to Rockford? I don't know. Ho hopefully... You know, you got a four-game road trip, and then you got 10 days without a game. You know, hopefully he goes somewhere, gets away from it all for, you know, three, four days, sits on a beach somewhere, and uh, him and Philip Kershev each, uh, you know, uh, strudel somewhere, somewhere warm, and then uh, he comes back with a little mental refreshing and see if something happens. But at this point, I just – I'm not – I'm not having. I have no expectations for him for the rest of this season, it's, uh, and and it's 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 just where it is. I want him to do well. Everybody like him succeeding is huge for this rebuild. Like him failing is sets it back a little bit. Cause that's a guy you depended on being a top six guy going forward, or you had penciled in at least. Um, so you know. Chalk this. Hopefully, this is just chalked up to a sophomore slump, and things improve. But uh, you know, it's been very discouraging 
watching him do nothing night after night. I, I, I think if it was a, you know, a snake bitten season, uh, a slump season where it's just like, ah, just the, the goals aren't falling for him, but he's out there trying, he's trying to create things. I think that'd be one thing. Um, it's nothing. How I, I cannot count how many times, and you guys, we were we were watching the third period, and I I just screamed at the TV. How many times he is he is stride for stride with a with a defender, right? And coming coming into the offensive zone with or speed, or even have a step, or or a a half step or a full step ahead, and he pulls up and stops and turns. Uh, to the outside, or or veers off to the outside, veers off to the corner, tries to tries to stop, turn, and lay a drop pass off, drive to the fucking net. Everyone in that locker room is saying the same thing. Luke Richardson is saying it. I'm sure all the assistant coaches are saying it. All the players are saying it. Most to all of the other players are doing it. The direction is north and south. Right at the net. That is what you're being told to do. And I don't know how many times I have seen him go, whoop, veer off to the outside. Whoop, veer off to the outside. Jared Tenorti had four shot attempts tonight. Lucas Reichel. And I want to make sure everyone's hearing me clearly. I'm not saying shots on goal. I'm saying shots attempted, meaning has the puck and advances it towards the goalie. Mm-hmm. Zero, none, zero times did he even try to shoot. That's that can't happen at the, at this point of the season for it to be. I don't know what forty games of this out of the forty five that he's played this year, where you're like, we expect more, we expect more, we yeah. expect better. Is it is it a a talent and ability problem? Is it a willingness no. problem? I, I that's that's it. I, I I think I'm I'm starting to go I'm starting to turn a corner and just be like he just doesn't want to play this way. He doesn't want to play the it's way Luke Richardson is asking him to. Well, yeah. And look at the it's way between his ears. And not to spoil, I guess my whole Hawks had to spoil, which is fine. No one it happens. Anyway. Mine was um, mine was spoiled too. So that's but fine. <laughs> the way that Kyle Davidson is building this team is the team we saw tonight. Yeah, you're going to get more skilled guys to do it, but it's going to be north and south, willing to go in front of the net. Like, you watch Frank Nazar play. If you watch him in Michigan or play for Team USA, yeah. he is not a east and west passive player. He's going to the net. He's making things mm-hmm. happen in close. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Oliver Moore is a guy who's a little bit more of a perimeter guy, but again, he's got that straight-ahead speed that's going to create he be- chances he'll, for him. He'll beat people to the net. Yes, exactly. So it's, it's just... And Adam in the chat says, is it a strength problem? Like, he's by far, he's not the smallest guy in the team. He's certainly not, like, he's not ripped by any means, but he's not a string bean. No. He's just, I, it is a willingness. It's a willingness to go do the things you need to do to score goals at the NHL level. And I just, it's right. We are all seeing it. Every, everyone is seeing it. And I, I would imagine... That when you've got guys out there like Colin Blackwell and Reese Johnson and, and Mackenzie Entwistle who are bussing their ass for everything they get, they would get for, to get 
30% of Lucas Reichel's, Reichel's talent, they donate their middle nut. I mean, seriously. Like, these guys are just, they play so hard, and they don't, some guys have three nuts, don't judge. Some guys just don't have the ability. Not a confession? To, no, to do that, not yet, to do that. Like, they just don't have the ability to do the things that Reichel can do. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's just come too easily for Reichel so far. He he was obviously in Germany, one of the best players. It's not a hot. There's good players from Germany, of course. As a teenager, right? But like he did well in Rockford, point per game guy. This is the first time he's been challenged, and all we do is see him backing off of a challenge. Yeah, that's what he it looks is like. a player that has zero confidence right now because I watched a lot of games in, in Rockford. I covered his entire rookie season. He was doing these things in Rockford. He was going to the net. He was playing center. He was using his speed to drive to the net, get rebounds, stuff like that. For whatever reason, it's not happening for him now. And as we talked, tonight's game plan was to drive the net, and everybody was doing it. That's how they scored their goals in regulation, by driving the net. But just something is – there's a mental block that just won't allow him to, like, keep skating past the dot he gets to the dot and he goes nope i have to turn around like there's i don't know if he's got if there's like an electric fence set up that just <laughs> he, he, it buzzes him and he's too afraid to like you know i don't know but it's it's hard to watch because i know he's a better player than that if this is uh dylan secura all over again it's gonna sting way worse because that's a first round pick turning into this rather than a sixth round pick Right. But yeah, he didn't I don't do this last season. During that stretch, uh, the down the stretch, those last eight games, he wasn't doing any of this. So this is but something he's doing new. It now. He's right. doing it now so when, it, when the opportunity is is there. So That's it's, why it's so frustrating. He's his, own worst, he's his own worst enemy right now. He is in his own head, and I don't know what it's going to take for him to get it out. Um, I want to you know. ask him about it, but at the same time, like, how do you, how do you like walk up to a kid and be like, so uh, you realize? You're not going to the net, right? You realize that you're playing scared, right? Like, how do you even approach that? Yeah. We'll let John Deeds do it. It's fine. He can handle it. Learn, Phil, learn Phil can ask him, to, him too. Speak to, speak to him in his native language. Learn how to say, why do you suck so bad in German? And maybe he'll give you a good answer. I'll just yell at him. That's how you speak German. Yeah. All right, Greg, before we let you go, we have to uh, virtually present you with your helmet. Uh, you are the winner of uh, Who's Your Hawk today. You won. Um, is it uh, – did – I, I thought Jones was going to pull it out there at the end. I thought I spoke to her. Did Dickinson get an assist on the game winner? Dickinson got the, uh... two assists and a goal for All four right. points. Jones had an assist in the game winner for four points. And then uh, the blue lines told us that Jason Dickinson was the best tonight. Wonderful. So. I was not expecting that. Once Jones scored the game winner, I thought I was done. But uh... I thought I thought Dickinson only had one assist, but he had two. He must have had an assist on the uh, the winner. Yeah, he did because he won the faceoff. He took mm-hmm. that faceoff, so he had the assist on the game winner. All right, way to go, Big J Dick. That's two in a row. That's a go. winning streak, boys. Yeah, say that on your show, Pat Boyle. <laughs> Don't get me started. He says Big there's J gonna be Dick. A fight. No, he's stealing her shit. I, I'm going to. Uh, there's going to be like an anchorman type fight in the parking lot <laughs> at practice. <laughs> we can do them in their very similar looking studios. Sure. Yes. And they're very yes. similar-looking graphics packages. Well, you you can't you can't uh, assemble your team over Zoom, so that's we'll, true. We'll see what they can yeah. do. 
One, right, one we, thing before I do head out, though, I want to bring up something quickly from the presser that I think some people will uh, like to hear. Um, Luke Richardson sang the praises of Isaac Phillips tonight. Uh, said he played very well the last two games, especially yeah. tonight. Gave him credit for the play at, towards the end of the game where Kyle Palmieri literally ripped the stick out of his hand and got no call. He said he could have very easily just went palms up and stopped, but you know he looked at the ref, realized he wasn't going to get a call, and kept pushing him away from the crease. Uh, said he was very physical, moved the puck well both games. He says the only, only thing he has to worry about with the young defensemen is there's always like one or two decisions in a game where they make the wrong decision, but that's every young defenseman. And he said that's even every defenseman. Uh, but he's he was very uh, very complimentary to young Isaac Phillips. So you know maybe uh, maybe he isn't going back to Rockford like we said, and he's going to keep playing as long as he keeps playing well. Um, he'll stay in the lineup. Well, Crevier is still here. We think Murphy is day to day, so we'll figure out what's up with him when he returns to the lineup. But, I mean, when he returns to the lineup, if you uh, if you send Crevier back and scratch Tenorti and keep Phillips in, I'm, you're not going to get any pushback from me. Yeah. No one's happier about Lucas Reichel struggling than Jared Tenorti because that Paul Mary wraparound, like, dude, you have one job. It's to be big. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if a guy is off balance on his edges going around your net, can you blast him into the corner, please? And not just nudge him. Be nice. Ugh, we'll get to him. Yeah, that day, was but... uh, that was pretty bad. That was pylon stuff there. You know. Yeah. All Put right, Craig. We're gonna let your ass out and knock him down. That's it. That's what I would have done. It. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're gonna let you go, man. Drive safe. We appreciate all your contributions as always. Thanks for sending in all the audio, and we'll yep. uh, talk to you Monday. Can't wait. All right, that's Greg Boyson. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Greg. Greg Boyson. And without Greg here. It is up to Mario to tell you about Ray. Someone's got to tell you about Ray, and yep. by golly, it's going to be me. If you are in the market for a new vehicle, then you have uh, to check out our partner, Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Krem. in Fox Lake. They are starting their Ray Resolution, Resolution with the Start Something New sales event. And You know what that means, do you, Steven? You'll be able to shop incredible savings on every new vehicle in stock because they want to clear the lot to make room for the brand new 2024 vehicles. For a limited time, get up to $9,000 off on a new Jeep model with uh, dealer discounts. And that's not all. Shop their last call remain shop their last call on remaining 2023 Dodge Challengers and Charger models including Hellcats, Scat Packs, and more. <laughs> Dodge is the most powerful muscle car brand, so you don't want to miss out on their last call with over 20 Dodge muscle cars to choose from. At Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Krem. you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect thanks to Ray's price promise. Don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long and save big because Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever. And CHGO fans, you can get a free oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at raycdjr.com slash service. But you have to schedule before January 31st, the end of the month. If you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you got to check out the team at Ray Chrysler. 
Dodge, Jeep, and Krem. Because they are the only team that we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake near me. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com, serving the community since 1963. And you may have missed it, but the NFL playoffs are this weekend. Yes. And DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, and they are bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks, all caps, on any game to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Yeah. All right, here's what I'm looking at for tomorrow's games, tomorrow's action. The Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are really good. Yes, they are. And I think they're going to win. However, the Texans are getting nine and a half. Seems like a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of points for a playoff game. Now, first round, there were some blowouts for sure. But nine and a half, I'm taking Texans plus nine and a half. And same game parlaying that with C.J. Stroud over 234 and a half passing yards. That same game parlay is plus 210. $10 $10 pays you 31 on that bet. So, again, that is the Texans plus 9.5. And, and C.J. Stroud over 234.5 passing yards. Mm-hmm. That's the same game parlay. Plus 210. $10 pays 31. So, nice. jump in there. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code CHGO. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. All right, hang on. Water break. I can't believe Stroud's two thirty four and a half. That seems so low. That's low. He just I feel throw for like three fifty in the first yeah, game. Or something I, I like think that? he set the rookie record for yeah. most three hundred yard passing games. Crazy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ready. Ready. Three, two, one. Not ready. Oh boy. Just, Tell me. I don't. I don't know. What, what's why going did on? It, why? This is why I'm not winning. <laughs> All right. Ready. Three, two, one. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www. one eight hundred Gambler. net in New York. Call eight seven seven eight Hope NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, twenty one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty eight hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. That's a record. Yeah, thirty one oh three is a record. Hell yeah, it is. You've been practicing. Woo. You've been doing that at home. The water break, baby. You gotta break. hydrate. Yeah, that's break. true. Mark that down. 31.03. I don't want Greg being like, mm, I believe I had 3102. That's a spot on impression of Greg. Yeah, that's exactly what, that's exactly what Greg sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um before we go, we gotta pay off uh the chats for Star, but before we do that, you gotta do us a favor. Smash that like button. Cram it. Please. Again. For every smash button liked <laughs> and every like button smashed, that's one second removed from Connor Bedard's IR stint. So smash that like button for us. And for every YouTube subscription, yeah. it's five seconds off. Oh. For every five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it's a minute off. Oh, man. Wow. How much, so, how much uh, time off if... Uh, the good people become diehards at CHGO. If you become a diehard at CHGO, that's five minutes off oh, baby. per day. When's the next game? How many likes can we get here? The next game is Monday? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right, just like Monday. 100 diehard subscriptions. Yeah. You, you, we, we might be able to get him here before the end of the month. Yeah, absolutely. Before the end of the week. 
we're going to start being a little more active with the diehard stuff too. We're going to do some uh, in-game. I know we're going to do a couple of these next week where we jump on during an intermission on our members-only Discord mm-hmm. and have a little bit of a Q&A with all y'all. It's like a video Q&A. It's really cool. The Just Bears like beat's been little, doing it. A little open chat. Yeah, so we'll chat during the first or second intermission on Monday. Uh, and I know, whether you're a diehard or not, Thursday, yep. 8 o'clock puck drop against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the four of us are going to go to the Barn Hockey Bar right there on Ogden between uh, Adams and Monroe, and we're going to watch uh, Oilers Hawks. We'll be there at 7, puck drops at 8, and we're going to stick around for the first two periods and head over to the studios and get ready. So if you've got nothing going on Thursday night, meet us over at the Barn Hockey Bar. Yeah. Come watch some hockey with us. No ticket needed. You don't have to be a don't diehard. Don't just a casual RSVP, hangout. Yeah. Come say hi and come and join the Barn because that is a that's a cool place with good food. And uh, it is a haven for hockey fans. So yes. we hope to see you there. All right. Have people smashed the like button? They have. All right. Yeah, good. It did really good today, I got to say. Good job. Sweet. 142 likes right now. Yeah. Also, I want to shout out Luke, who became a diehard. Way to go. Who did? Luke. Luke Richardson? Richardson. Luke's. Oh, Luke Zeman. Zeman. Thanks, Luke. Zeman. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, we do appreciate all of our diehards and everyone who's here with us all the time. It, it's, yeah. We see so many familiar faces every show. Philip, Lucy, Cricket's here all the time. Region Rev. Dr. Windy City Hockey. There, I mean, there's so many, and we appreciate yeah. everybody. But whenever Hello. we see new names, we love that too. So Dijon. if you're new and you're just lurking, don't don't be shy. Basketball it's a very cool chat. Oh, no one's going to jump down your throat unless you say something really stupid. Luke. Uh, actually, if you say something McLovin. cruel is when they'll jump down your throat. Yeah, don't be a dick. Yeah, you can have a bad hockey thought. I have them several times we a We have segment. them every show. Yeah, mostly. We Hours straight sponsored. sometimes. It's crazy. We Let's should get that. We should get the bad hockey thought of the show <laughs> sponsored. Maybe the Barn Hockey <laughs> Bar will do it. I like that. Jay's yeah. moronic thought of the day. His three-nut joke. Okay. Um, by the way, one person got the Dr. Evil reference on Maybe that, which left. I appreciate. So thank you. All right, who's the four-star? Four-star today is... Four-star... Boris Kachuk. Whoa, oh, Boris Kachuk. Swaggy B himself. Yeah, Swaggy B. <laughs> awesome. Wasn't yeah. Boris. He's as playing I awesome, him. man. Like, really, he's playing. Yeah, he is giving you about what you can expect from him. And if he's a guy that at the end of a year can give you thirty points, he's on pace. If you divide what he's done now by uh, eighty-two, he's on pace for I think twenty-two, twenty-three points mm-hmm. for a fourth liner. That's that's solid. If you, you told me if you told me that. Boris Kachuk was going to put up twenty points this season yeah. or more, I'd be like, "Wow, he earned himself a full time spot and he actually produced a little bit. Amazing." And he might like, not hit that number because of there were some scratches and there was the send down to Rockford. Sure, sure. That the pace he's on right now, I think, is twenty three points. If he was to play eighty two, and look like it was so funny to see a guy. And I'm not comparing. I'm not saying that him and Reichel had the same skill set, but we watched Boris Kachuk last year. Yeah, that was a guy who was mentally screwed. It took him until March to like find his groove, and he found it. Yeah, he did. And I mean, in practices, when they would be skating around getting warm before the drill started, he would miss open nets. He and you would see him frustrated, like yeah. head up, staring at the ceiling. At practice, we talking about practice, yeah. and he was bummed out and feeling it. So. I'm I'm happy for him. All right, uh, one more super chat from Boris. Projected, Dutchuk. projected. Uh, this is a elite prospects projected for 21 points in 63 games this season if he continues on this pace and stays in the NHL. Beautiful, love it. Uh, Five dollars from Boris Dachuk says, "Extend my boy right effing now." 
Uh, you know, I don't. It, that'll be interesting. I like. Uh, I like him. If he plays like this the rest of the season, uh, yeah, he's gonna be cheap. Give him. Give him a one year deal, a couple hundred thousand. Yeah, I don't think anything needs to be done with Boris Kachuk right now. He's restricted. I saw some people earlier like worried that Vlasic's not going to be re-signed. He's restricted. They've yeah, got his rights. Though, and, don't and worry, that's going to happen. God, they are going to give him a, a contract. Or yes, session. yes, yes. Not a doubt. Don't stress about that. The Do reason it. that they locked up Felino and Dickinson is because they're unrestricted, mm-hmm. and these guys wanted some security. They didn't want to go at the deadline not knowing what their future was. Yeah, they probably didn't want us asking. So, what's going to happen today? Exactly. So, what's going to happen today? Like, yeah, yes. They so, didn't need that. All right, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I would I would expect both those guys to be back. But please do not sweat Alex Vlasic. He yeah, is a hundred percent going to be. If back. I was Kyle Davidson, I would maybe try and accelerate contract talks to save yourself some money. Because if Vlasic finishes out this season without a an extension yet uh, and continues to play the way he's playing, it's just like his value just keeps seemingly yeah. keeps going up and up and up. I said I I said the Matias Samuelson deal. Uh, couple weeks ago which was eight years 4.25 i think something like that. oh my like god that, that, do that, that today that buffalo signed up i don't think you're gonna get him for less than five fine at, at this point but if eight you years get, five million yeah if you get eight years five million for for vlasic that's a steal that will be a steal by the end of the first year of that deal it's a steal now he is a he's a five million dollar defenseman today he's, he's playing great i don't think there's any doubt about it um hey mario yes do you know it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles? <gasps> I did not know did that. Did you further know that's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it? Well, you know, there is some divisiveness about the well-being of the planet, but I know that the good people at ComEd want the best for all of us. And they want the best for the electric grid because it is evolving to meet our cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards the electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help you guide can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should business owners do? You know, you started this conversation. Why are you asking me the question? I know, it's weird. I well, luckily I know the answer. You go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, Stephen, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Did you say comed.com slash hrum? Ah, you know, that'll take you elsewhere. Mm. Go to comed.com slash clean. Oh. Do it now once our show is over and uh, see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Yes, go there, comed.com slash clean. All right, we're going to wrap the show up. We are off this weekend, a rare hey. Sunday, Saturday, Sunday off, which is I'm awesome. Enjoy my us. weekend. I know you guys are going to miss us, but we're back. A bunch of late-night games next week. We've got Blackhawks at Canucks Monday at 9. Oof. So it's a road game, so 8.30 pregame show. Late night post game show. We'll be here for you. I hope you're here for us. We would appreciate that. Coffee. And again, a reminder Thursday, the earliest game of the week, puck drops at seven in Edmonton. We're going to be at the Barn Hockey Bar on Ogden. Come hang out with us again. No ticket needed. Just show up, come hang, show up when you want, and we'll see you then. Big plans um, for the weekend? I'm going to watch some football, I think. Nice. I don't have a lot to do this weekend, which is awesome. Steven? I'm also going to be watching football. 
CJ Stroud is going to hit his over on his passing prop. That'd be nice. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm worried about the nine and a half. It just seems, but it's, I, it's I too feel big like for a playoff. It's a divisional round. No, take, but I, take I feel like every half. time I'm like, that's a ridiculous spread. It always comes true. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I don't know. They know something. We'll see. We'll see. Should be interesting. Uh, I'm no gambler. I'm no Cody Del Mendo. I might be Sean Anderson, but I'm not Cody Del Mendo. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, all right. So we'll talk to you Monday, 830 for the pregame. We appreciate you being here. Smash that like button on the way out. And we want to give you one final reminder that we are powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean. Stephen, can we get one more woo for the people on our way out? I would love that. Whoa. Beautiful. All right, we'll talk to you Monday at 830. Thanks for being here on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We all silly like the mayor.